Hello everybody, welcome back to a comedian called Carl drinking coffee. Carl here. Um, getting over this right. Mm. Very different coffee going on today. Um, it's an afternoon podcast, not my morning coffee. This morning had a, my normal V60 pour over. Um, but now I'm having a second coffee on a really hot day. You know, it's not normally a double hot drink day. Um, have an almond milk latte just knocked up it's very nice but I definitely have got the sweats quite badly how the fuck is everyone did you hear that just I left that pause um, I think it was either a moped or a leaf blower that was a moped well, that's a sad state of affairs isn't it where your mode of transport could be mistaken for something that just clears leaves Anyway, it's good to be back. You know, uh, these ones obviously they are slightly further apart than they used to be, but you know that's what happens. Life changes. Life goes on, guys. Hey, eh? now it's more of a like, hey, let's check in and see how we're all doing. Um, how is everyone? How's everyone coping with the heat? If you're in the UK, I don't know what it's like actually elsewhere, but London at the minute is um, quite simply fucking disgusting. It is so warm. I mean, I like it. Don't get me wrong. It's that thing of, you know, I I don't I'm not a heat lover, but also you know I like it. It's nice to have a little, a little window of time where it just feels like you're in the bloody tropics, isn't it? It's a nice. It changes it up. Mm. I'm much more of a. Yeah, you know, if I had, if I had to pick a favourite, I'd go for, um, spring. That's my favourite season. You know what I mean? A lovely, bright, crisp, warm morning. It's a, it's a light jacket weather. That's my favourite. That's my favourite temperature, where you can you can really roll out your accessories. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm currently dressed like an absolute lunatic. Um, I'm wearing a pair of white espadrilles. I'm, pair, I'm wearing a pair of jersey material shorts that have got loads of tigers on them, and um, I'm also, I'm wearing a, a yellow flowery shirt that's also got tigers on it double tigers i look like a 70 year old jamaican guy like sort of the sort of guys you used to see worrying around like my like where i live in harleston big caribbean community and uh yeah a lot of the old boys they, they dress incredibly i saw one last week who had the most mental trousers i've seen like they must have been custom made they had so many different patterns and shapes on them um, but yeah so anyway that's what so that's I'm, I'm not a good summer wear like I'm not a good summer wardrobe <laughs> not got a good summer wardrobe what the fuck you know um, you know I'm, I am yeah, definitely I tend to try and sort of dress the same all year round you know even in a nice warm summer's evening I'll go to t-shirt nice base layer light jacket some sort of worker jacket in previous years maybe a denim but i've actually sort of phased out the den the denzels but um yeah like a linen worker coat you know what i mean one of those lovely ones a utility jacket but um that's my sort of standard all year round in winter i'll go for that but i'll put a coat on the top double jackets hey eh? uh but yeah summer once it gets this hot, just all bets are off. I just I start dressing like a madman. 
but it's, I like it, you know, having a baby, babies don't like this weather, that's what I found out, <laughs> you know, a nine-week-old does not understand why she suddenly lives in a sauna, doesn't make any sense, does it? Poor little thing, but, um, I mean, she's doing very well, uh, apart from that, but yeah, just, you can tell, last couple of days, she's been a little bit more, like, upset at times for no reason whatsoever. And then you just realise she's just sweating and hot. Mm. She had her jabs today. That feels mean, doesn't it? But, you know, I also don't want her to get polio. So <laughs> you do have to weigh up the... Uh, I suppose that's, that's the interesting thing. I suppose the where the anti-vax type argument comes in, isn't it? Sort of the anti-vaxxers are all... I don't actually know much about it. I've not read into it. But are they against all vaccinations? Or are they just against uh, the ones... What's that one? The MMR jab that they're sort of all convinced causes autism. Even though all the trials say that that, that is absolutely not correct. Um, yeah, is it... It's, it's weird, isn't it? Like, is it... Are they against all of them? So, like, they're like, no, I don't, I don't care if my kid gets measles. I definitely... I definitely care if my child gets measles because I never had measles when I was a kid. So if I get it now as an adult, I'll probably get like some crazy extreme case of measles and I'll die. So, you know, there's also, there's there's a level of uh, sort of community spirit in vaccinations, isn't it? People assume, I suppose anti-vaxxers assume that if you you are doing it, it's because you're some sort of sheep doing what the government tells you, but you know, in terms of things like polio and things that have been eradicated through the use of vaccines that used to be, you know, used to be devastated, <laughs> devastated generations of children. Um, if that came, you know, you don't want to be the reason that comes back because your kid didn't get it. So, you know, there's an element of, I understand the scepticism, but, you know, the scepticism also is misplaced, isn't it? I've seen seeing people sharing stuff about if they find a coronavirus vaccine, saying, I'm not putting that in my body, I don't know what's in it. So you don't know what's in it, you don't know what's in anything, mate. Do you know what I mean? You don't know what's in it, and then you'll eat a pack of crisps that's got 800 ingredients, most of which are just numbers, but suddenly you're a bit worried about what, what a doctor's putting in you. So you say, it's a very strange bit of cognitive dissonance, isn't it, that some people have. The way I see it, right, we're all going to be dead one day. Just fucking get through this life. As little arguing as possible, I find, is the easy option. Be nice. What happened to that? Do you remember that be nice period after Caroline Flack died? Everyone's like, let's be nice. And then about a week later, everyone was calling each other a bellend on Twitter. And, um, yeah, because obviously at the minute, the, um, I saw the videos of uh, BBC journalists um, just following a boat of migrants and like sort of almost leaning over almost for an interview like acting like they were fucking David Walliams swimming it for comic relief or something it's this weird like this whole turning news into entertainment is part of the reason I think people are into conspiracies because it all feels like it should be uh, an action film news used to be here's what's happened enjoy your dinner <laughs> That was the that was the way news worked, didn't it? Six o'clock news, right? This is happening in the UK. This is happening in Ireland, Europe, America. 
touch on maybe the Asia somewhere, you know, Africa. And then there's one funny story about a fucking old couple who've just reached their 70th wedding anniversary. Um, and now, right, enjoy your dinner. We'll see you tomorrow. Lovely way of doing the news. Mm. Now it's all fucking like, it's all about ratings, isn't it? So, you know, I think, yeah, the new, I think the news now realises that they're up against, um, you know, like Jeffrey Epstein documentaries on Netflix. So I think they try, they try and get excited and, yeah, all oh, right, we're in a boat on the channel. Here's a dinghy with loads of fucking people desperately trying to get to the UK. Because people speak English here. That's what, how many, how, how stupid are people when they go, why can't I just stay in France? It's just like, because everyone in the world speaks English. It's the most spoken language, isn't it? So most poor countries or war-torn countries actually have some Western influence, either at probably which caused all the problems. But then like, you know, they'll also watch Western entertainment and they may sort of choose to start learning English. So it makes sense that they would aim for an English-speaking country in their fleeing. Do you know what I mean? I think it's literally that simple. So obviously you wouldn't go to fucking, wouldn't go to Estonia, would you? If you're, <laughs> if you're from Syria and you speak English, um, then you're not going to go to a country where it's actually a very, very rarely spoken language. What I'm saying is everyone needs to calm down, be nice, stop following them on a boat. And uh, and it's sort of, you know, sad when you see the BBC do stuff like that. You, expect, you do expect better of the BBC, don't you? I want flipping, you know, I suppose, because I, I like BBC Four, that's what I want. I want an hour-long documentary with no speaking about monks. That's what I want from the BBC. I want Radio 4, I want Gardener's World. Do you know what I mean? I don't want them to turn into Sky News. <laughs> I want you to be better than that. Um, it is so warm where I'm sitting. I'm leaning forward and I've felt, I reckon, in the last five minutes, eight beads of sweat run down my chest. Which I don't, I hope that doesn't sound like I'm trying to be sort of sexy. It's the opposite, it's disgusting. Um, it's, I mean, I, I, it's hard to sleep, that's what I will say. Luckily at the minute, because the baby is still very young, sleeping is still very patchy. So at the minute it feels like always got a sort of element of schadenfreude that everyone's struggling to sleep it's like yeah well welcome to my world eh <laughs> that's, what, that's what parents always do I don't actually think that by the way but a lot of new parents get quite touchy about their their tiredness do you know what I mean I've said it before I've you know I've got friends who've got young children and I've come back from the Edinburgh Fringe or something they're like how are you doing I'm like oh, I'm knackered mate and they're like you're knackered <laughs> you're knackered what have you been out drinking all night doing shows I've got I've got too many toddlers and you know I've always sort of had the suspicion that uh, they were not exaggerating but they weren't taking into account just how tiring doing a fringes doing 30 days where you're gigging all the time you're on constant high level of anxiety um, very little sleep 
naturally you get caught up in the socializing so you might so your your diet and drinking goes a bit shit and you just well it's like almost yeah it's i it's it's actually much more extreme than people realize and having had a baby now for you know it's coming up to 10 weeks comparing that 10 weeks to a normal edinburgh fringe i genuinely it's about the same that is not even I'm not even saying that to sort of be silly like i genuinely i act i mean today like, i mean to be honest the last i think there's been a few days where i've felt absolutely exhausted since we've had the baby and in edinburgh it's probably about the same pattern once every four or five days i'll be like i am shattered like i feel like i don't want to can't get out of bed so there you go i've i've literally got the um lived experience which is obviously what people love talking about uh i've got i've got the experience of both and i can categorically say that um doing a fringe is as tiring as having children there you go so next time if you're somebody who hasn't got kids and your friends who have got kids are moaning at you that your lifestyle couldn't possibly be as tiring just tell them it is tell them they're they're, they are exaggerating lived experience that's a new that's quite a zeitgeisty phrase isn't it i see that bandied about on the uh, on the socials when people are arguing so I don't, i've always i've got a weird thought about it actually isn't as an as a as a concept i understand what people are saying they're saying your your opinion would be better informed on a topic if you have lived experience but i do think it somewhat doesn't take into account the individual and their intelligence there you know there's loads of factors you can have all the lived experience in the world doesn't mean you've got a a more objective and better opinion on a topic you might have more experience of the topic you know what i mean after like whenever i think about it i think about my parents my parents you know my parents have got more lived experience of the welfare state than anyone i know in, in comedy say but you know i wouldn't ask my parents to set welfare legislation do you know what I mean because they're not exactly not exactly the uh, sharpest needles in the sewing kit you know what I mean <laughs> you've got there's an element of yeah they've got the experience but they don't have the understanding so whereas some people would have no experience but actually have in-depth knowledge of welfare legislation and therefore you would say let's go with them when it comes to actually writing the law you should be. You should. You should go for the. Go to the people with experience for insight. But ultimately, I don't think lived experience is all it's cracked up to be. When it comes to genuinely forming an objective opinion, my parents' opinions, I don't think often tie up with their life, and their, you know, I've heard my mum say things about Eastern European immigrants to this country, negative things, you know, because um, where they live in Tutin, there's now like. A lot of Eastern Europeans in like Polsky sklep's, you know, the shops that sell um, Polish goods. And my mum's moaning about them. It's like, hang on a sec. When I was growing up, there was loads of Irish shops in Tutin. My mum's Irish. You know, she, she, how can she, you know, it's that thing. It's the dissonance again. Let's not get into that. Anyway, oh bloody hell! Been wrangling on for sixteen minutes. Hmm. Here's that leaf blower again. <laughs> it's gone past. Doing some more leaves, mate. 
do mine when you're yes I haven't got any I rate that money I've bought an amazing thing has anyone has anyone heard of leaf uh, I don't think they called this I call them leaf hands basically they're like these sort of big round uh, rake gloves that you put on to pick leaves up with your hands quality picked them up for the garden like 10 quid plastic it's like massive sort of paddles you put on your hand but they're sort of raked it's fucking great fun raked up all the leaves because <laughs> I'm a boring dad now anyway I'm going to go final sip of my coffee mm-hmm. it's quite nice having a latte from time to time isn't it you know what I mean I only really drink black coffee nowadays so that was a real retreat um, anyway thanks for if you're listening, still listening thank you I'm surprised how many people are stuck with it <laughs> it really surprised every time I open the uh, the app to um, record a new one I see that people have like stuck with even though the last few you know the last two months have got patchy um, so well done on your commitment to listening to a man mumble for what used to be 10 to 12 minutes and in recent times has become 15 to 17 minutes I'm going to go if any oh if anyone's bored uh, of, of an evening on Friday 8pm on Friday British Standard Time I'm going to be doing a online stream of basically like an Edinburgh preview it's like the, I basically had a show I was writing for the Edinburgh Festival but then obviously it all got cancelled in like March so it was all just notes at that point it never came to be and never even got to the preview stage and uh, I've still got all the notes it might not be a full hour but there's just a bunch of stuff that I basically never got to do so I've decided I'm just going to do it as a stream because it would have been the fringe now and I'm missing it so yeah it's going to be me just chatting into a camera for an hour and uh, I'll dress it up a bit I reckon I've got ideas about making it look nice and it will be on my Facebook page facebook.com forward slash Carl Donnelly Comedian if you're not on Facebook I'm gonna, I think I'll put it on Twitch and YouTube at the same time as well so my YouTube channel which I have set up but haven't put anything on <laughs> or haven't shared it anywhere I think it's just YouTube It's pro- I mean I've not verified so it's probably like 100,000 numbers um, I'll put the links out on social media on Twitter and all that so people can click and Twitch I'll put it on Twitch as well there we go right that has really warmed me up that coffee so i'm gonna go and sit in front of the fan take care in this heat don't do anything i wouldn't do and i'll speak to you soon laters